Welcome back to what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent Lancey, speaker and author of the book Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption. Want to know what it's really like to be an entrepreneur? Well, you came to the right place. Whether you're already an entrepreneur, are looking to start your journey tomorrow, or are just someone who needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. This is the place where you will learn exactly what it's like in the world of entrepreneurship and hear authentic stories of entrepreneurs grinding on each episode. My goal for this podcast is to help you realize that giving up is never an option. If you missed the last episode, be sure to download it after you tune in today. My guest in the show this episode is someone who I've known for a long, long time and you will learn a lot from. We were classmates at Northport High and also wrestled together. We have a ton of memories inside and outside the classroom, so I'm excited to share this new story of an entrepreneur and Dan Gorman. Dan, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Vin. Really appreciate it. Happy to be here. Great. Dan, why don't you just preview your story a bit and then touch on what you're working on today? Thanks for having me on, Vin. Um, Yeah, so basically what I am is a CRM consultant. Um, I started a company called Connects Cloud about a year ago, and we partner with a bunch of different tech companies and help them with their CRM systems. That's customer relationship management. So a lot of people are familiar with Salesforce or Pipedrive. Basically, what we do is we connect these systems with email systems, with marketing systems, and we try to automate uh, different workflows to make a sales rep's day easier, to make a marketing rep's day easier. And, you know, depending on the use case, basically what we're going to do is we're going to make it easy for you to input data, and we're going to take that data, and we're going to use reports. So that way we can look at the information as a business analyst and try to come to different conclusions. That's awesome, Dan. Great. Each week, I share an entrepreneurial story that is sure to inspire our listeners. Today, I'll quickly introduce the story of John Paul DeJoria. He co-founded Patron Spirits Company and John Paul Mitchell Systems, which many of you know from the popular Paul Mitchell hair brands. He has been homeless and lived out of his car on two different occasions and now has a net worth of over $3 million. When he first created the brand, He was living out of his car and going door-to-door selling hair products. He, along with Paul Mitchell, created John Paul Mitchell Systems with $700, and today the company produces over $1 billion in revenue annually. DeJora now gives back and assists people who are homeless with many resources. Yeah, that's like insane. I feel like everyone who thinks about starting a company or any type of venture these days thinks like, oh, I need to have this much money in the bank first, or I need to figure this out or that out. But then you hear all these stories of these guys who just just went for it with nothing and they seem to be the most successful of all that's right so now let's get into the big five each guest my guest my each week my guest and i will go over these five questions to help you learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur so dan here's number one sure when did you realize that you weren't happy with what you were doing or that you just needed a change Oh, so this is an easy one. Um, pretty much like day one of working, I, I realized that. I mean, really early on. Uh, essentially, like probably even before that, like even when I was interning in college, I, I pretty much hated what I was doing. Um, or not, not necessarily the work that I hated, just the whole like showing up to the office every day, having to wear clothes that I don't want to wear, um, having to sit there from, and my internship, I remember I had to get there at seven and I could leave at five. And it was just like every single day and just staring at the clock but uh, because I was interning, it was always like, a, oh, well, when the summer ends, this is over. Oh, when the winter ends, this is over. And then once I got my first full-time job, it was like, wait, this doesn't, 
this isn't gonna end. Like this is just, <laughs> this is just, it's just gonna just keep going and going and going. So I, I knew I wanted to change and I, I tried a bunch of different things first. Like I tried a different company. I worked, started working for a startup because I thought that that would be more fun. And, and it was, and it was definitely a step in the right direction. But over and over again, I was just like, all right, I know, I know what I need to do. I need to like be in control of my own destiny and, and figure out how to work for myself. It was just a matter of like pulling the trigger really. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little more about what that what that might be. Well, uh, like what what the trigger pulling impetus what, what, was. What, what the new company is fully about. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. So basically, uh, as you said in the bio, like I I'm, I do consulting on on data management and customer relationship management systems. So um, Salesforce is the biggest one that I use, and other email automation technologies to integrate within Salesforce. So basically, these are like the systems that track all of the data that you're having with your current customers. So like an example would be one of my clients, I, I work with their sales team and they're constantly trying to figure out, you know, how many cold calls does a given sales rep need to make before they get somebody on the phone? How many conversations do they have to have with a prospect before figuring out if that prospect's really interested? Uh, how many opportunities do they have to have in a pipeline to guarantee X number of revenue? Um, and then there's also just data tracking on, say, the leads themselves so you say like what verticals does this company do the best selling and what's their target employee size like this company that i'm thinking of in particular it's really small companies so like you know if it's just a founder a co-founder and two other people there's a, they're a really good prospect good chance they'll want to sign on if they're a bigger company it's just not the best fit and we find tune that by looking at the data and then you doing reports on that data and then kind of just iterating on the process and, and continuing it so i'm the guy in the back end pretty much figuring out how we're capturing the data you need and then how how do we present the data we need and try to try to drive insights and I was doing this work actually pretty much my first job out of school uh, they had they were using Salesforce and I was kind of like a, a salesperson in training meaning like I was shadowing salespeople because I thought I wanted to do sales um, but basically I was just doing all the admin work behind sales using Salesforce and slowly I realized like I was really valuable there because I was the only person who could use the system. Absolutely. I was the only person who can handle the data. And, um, and I also liked doing the work, but I still hated working for the company. And then, uh, after a while I just, uh, you know, I just kept doing it and realizing like this space of, of data management yeah. is just blowing up and there's not, like there's a lot of people doing it, but it just seemed to me like it was just like, it was just a road that was laid out in front of me. It's like, you can just do this. Like there's, there's a need for this and there's not that many people doing it and it pays good. So basically right. after a couple of different things happened, I just, I, I got a client and I said, all right, I'm not, I'm, I have, I have one client, I have enough to start. And I started. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's awesome. It sounds at least like every project is going to be different. Keep you on your toes. Yeah, no, it definitely, it gets interesting and not every day is uh, glamorous, but yeah, it is of course, what it is. that's entrepreneurship, right? What are one or two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur? Now that we'll get into question number two. What are one or two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur in your opinion? Sure. Um, okay, I definitely have, have two here. So one, I would say, is just managing your own schedule. Like, Absolutely. And you you know this better that. than anyone. But like, it's so easy to just sleep in when you don't actually have to be somewhere i know and, i know and if you do and it's always and, and obviously everybody can relate to this like in the morning like you can find a trillion ways to rationalize sleeping in oh, so I like know. it's so hard you know if i do that on a day like it it screws up my whole week because then i end up having to work extra late that day and then the cycle's just broken so really just me like being your own boss and actually acting like you're your own boss and forcing yourself to 
you know, not take too long of a lunch, not to to wake up when you need to wake up, to work as long as you have to, not push things off because it, you know it all builds up and it can really screw you in the end. I agree. For me, if I'm off my game, I have my set schedule in the morning, then my entrepreneurship flexibility kicks in. But if I don't attack my morning properly, I feel like I'm thrown off and I feel like I'm a nightmare. Exact same way. It's like my whole day is basically before lunch. Like, And if that's a good day, like even after lunch will take care of itself. But like, if I don't get a lot done before lunch, I you know, I'm useless. I'm, so, the, I'm the same way. That mental, that mental thing for me. For sure. All right, great, man. Well, it's great to learn more about you now that we're sitting down doing this. It really is awesome. Yeah. What is I one agree. of the greatest failures that you had as we move into number three? And what did that failure teach you? Oh wow. Um, for this one, I'm I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. All and, right. And looking forward some, to it. Use something from the the deep past. I'm looking. I'm because, sure our listeners are gonna enjoy that as well. <laughs> before, so this is long before I was even working for myself. But I was, but but I've thought about this question before, and I always come back to the same thing because it really was just like a huge point in my life. Let's hear it. But basically, my biggest failure that I think can think of is getting cut from the seventh grade volleyball team. Let's hear and it. And let me explain. So like, so basically, like, my older brother played volleyball in middle school. And I think high school too. He was good. I always thought like, oh, I'm gonna play volleyball. It seems like such a fun sport, right? And uh, I, I consider myself really athletic, especially back in the day. So I was would like, I, absolutely. I was, like, I was like, there was no way like I'm not making this team. And essentially, like we, I go to try out. Like I have a decent tryout, whatever. I mean, f- frankly, I wasn't that good. But like, all my friends made it. Like everyone, almost everyone made it, but me. Like all these kids who I just thought were so much less athletic than me and like whatever I was I was cocky and didn't matter but anyway the reason why it's my favorite failure is because I truly at that point felt like like the end of the world like this is so embarrassing like I hate my life uh and then but because of that that was during wrestling season so the next year um our friend Josh Kenny basically like got me to got me to do wrestling because he was like dude like you know what else are you doing like you like we we wrestle around all the time you're pretty strong like go do it and uh i started wrestling and i would never wrestle if i didn't get cut from volleyball and then that year eighth grade i was undefeated ninth grade straight to varsity then wrestling got me into binghamton university which i wouldn't have got into on academics alone then it, i transferred to nyu which i wouldn't have got into yeah. on academics alone and i just like was able to really like use wrestling to set myself up and every other way in life um and it's all because i sucked at volleyball (laughs) (laughs) yeah so wrestling taught you a lot of good life lessons and it seems to set you up pretty well because you're doing great and i'm happy that we're finally able to sit down and talk about our entrepreneurial activities yeah so number four if you could choose to have a conversation and learn from any entrepreneur dead or alive who might that be and what are you talking about yeah for sure so the first thing that comes to mind or first person that comes to mind is is tim ferris and um He's the author of the Four Hour Work Week and Tools of Titans and Four Hour Body, and um, he he's got a great podcast that I listen to pretty religiously. And he he writes blog posts and his style is just one that I really like. A because his personality, like he's just a chill guy who's really down to earth. But B like his approach to entrepreneurship, learning everything is like he's figuring out how to make things as easy as possible and look at them in the most simple ways possible and i feel like that can be really challenging but having someone like him who like he was an early investor in facebook alibaba and like all these other uber like all these huge companies and it's like to hear from him being like really just lay things out like in such a simplistic way and just looking for ways to like make your life easier while and enjoy the ride it's just um i just really like his approach and i would love to just talk to him and, and pick his brain even more 
yeah, I send, I tend to overthink things sometimes as well. And when you just dumb it down a little bit, sometimes it's not as serious or complex as yeah. it needs to be. Do you know uh, who who yours would be? I have I'm to sure save that. I have to save that for a later <laughs> episode. Yeah, I feel you. Have to do that. All right, and number five, final question of the big five. We talked about your crowd activities. We talked about you know your work experience before that, moving into the cloud. Where do you see your entrepreneurial endeavors in one year from today? So one year from today. So I think what I would really like is to have one or two hires, meaning like people people working for me on, on, on my team. And the way that I'll get there is just by getting more more client work, essentially. Um, which, you know, right now I I have enough for for me and it's in this really awkward transition phase where it's like if I take on any more work I don't have enough work that I can pay somebody mm. to help me do it but it's too much for just me to do everything really well so that's going to be the challenge in the next couple months is, is figuring that out um, but I hope that by this time next year I have that figured out and, and we're thinking longer term so that's probably a lot of nerves building up in that anxious phase but it's better to be in that phase than to be 10 steps back yeah no so you gotta it, look at it that exactly. way so we, that's one year Let's think a little further. Five years. What's the what's the big jump that you're trying to make the next half decade? Oh wow. Um, I should probably spend more time thinking about this. But I'm. What I would really like is to have an actual company. Meaning, like, so I said, like, in one year, I want to have one or two people working for me. I'd say in five years, I'd like to have like I don't need a big company. In fact, I don't think I'd want to run a big company. So like maybe say like ten employees or something. And at that point, I would say I'd really like to have somebody else that's doing this with me that is taking a lot of the work off my plate of and giving me time to focus more on like there's a whole side of this thing that's like you know creating content youtube videos learning like i i, I wouldn't call myself an expert in what i do yet but i'm getting better and better and i think that if i could free up time to do actual client work and start creating content in the space i think that's where i could really make an impact um and it would be pretty pretty fun work. That would be great. I mean, you'd attack the business from so many more angles, and then the sky's the limit with your work ethic and all these ideas that you're about to incorporate. I'm really looking forward to seeing how you're uh, looking in only a couple months. I'm sure you'll have big headlines headed your way. I appreciate it. I hope so. But, hey, Dan, thanks so much for coming on today. I know our listeners are going to see a lot of value in your, in your episode today. You know, I really enjoyed the ambition you showed going from the earlier jobs to finally branching out your own wings. I mean, I know just as much as you that how difficult it is to be out here doing it on your own, starting from the ground, having no respect, earning every step of the way. And I'm sure the volleyball story will resonate with a lot of people <laughs> because so. if you think back, you know, at a time where, you know, you're young, that's a big, big deal, the sports team in a world with no issues of that age, or less issues, I should say. It's funny because, like, saying that out loud makes me, like, in my head, I'm like, wow, Dan, you're so petty that, like, you're still thinking about that. But at the end of the day, like, it really, like, I remember how it made me feel to get cut, and I know that the impact that wrestling had, and it's just like, yeah, that was a huge moment. And if, if you can take that anytime you screw something up and just realize like hey remember that time you thought the world was going to end because you got cut from volleyball and look what that did for you like nothing you know what i mean like the worst things can lead to the best things and i think you know that yeah, as well i've I heard mean, you say similar things i'm sure the listeners will be very impressed with your story and then now it's time for the last word is there something that you want to share that we didn't get to touch on today to share something with our listeners this is how i end the show each week yeah, so um, I would say if, very, very simply, and this is something that I try to tell myself all the time, is uh, take your own advice, which is like 
you know, I feel like everybody, whether it's talking about entrepreneurship or not, if everyone knows how to solve their own problems, like everyone said, like if you have a friend come to you and it's like, oh, I got this, this and this. And it's like you tell them what to do as if it's so easy and you could do the same thing for yourself. The problem is just actually doing that and getting out of your own way. So I would say if I could share one thing that I'd try to remind myself that I think has helped me is just take your own advice. Awesome, Dan. Please go ahead and share your social media website or ways for our listeners to either request your services or follow your endeavors. Yeah, for sure. So the best place to go would just be uh, connectcloud.com. And um, you can also follow me on Instagram, uh, dangorman9, uh, in the process of probably getting an Instagram up for the business, working on, you know, potentially a YouTube and a podcast ourselves. But right now we're just at that website. So uh, check it out. Absolutely. Everyone, remember, you can follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at your favorite morning podcast or on Twitter at Podcast by Lancey. I'm at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube, and my website is vincentalancey.com. If you liked today's episode, please continue listening and rate what it's really like to be an entrepreneur five stars. I work very hard to find value delivering stories for you on each episode. As always, I will follow the last word and end the show with a quote that inspired me, and I know it will for you too. Your limitation, it's only your imagination. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all in the next episode of what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. 